everybody. Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I am your host, as always, Mitchell Manis. You are listening to episode 18 of the Hogline Podcast today. We have a returning guest to the show. We have Kieran Morgan in the building via Skype. Kieran, how you doing? How you doing, buddy? It's great to be back. Great to be back. Good to have you back. Uh, I liked the episode you were on. That was a good time. Today, uh, we've got all things college basketball for you today. Uh, we got, we're going to be talking about the champions, champions classic, excuse me, that happened two days ago. Uh, it was Michigan state versus the number one seeded, number one ranked, excuse me, Kansas Jayhawks. And the nightcap that nine thirty game was the, uh, number two Kentucky Wildcats versus the number four Duke Blue Devils. So we're going to be going into that and we'll be previewing some games that are coming up in the near future. And then uh, to the beef of the episode, we will be uh, talking about each of the main uh, big conferences, and we're going to be giving you, I don't know, teams to watch and players to look out for and all that jazz. So it's going to be a good time, and uh, sit back, relax, and listen to us talk about college basketball for an hour. So uh, yeah, you ready? I'm ready. Let's roll. All right. So the first game we have to talk about is like I said, it was 10th ranked Michigan State taking on the number one uh, team in the country to start the season, the Kansas Jayhawks. And uh, Kansas pretty much dominated this whole game. I didn't really get to watch it. Uh, I had some, uh, I think I had some homework to do, or I don't know, I was out somewhere, but uh, it seemed as <laughs> Kansas dominated the whole game. Uh, and I mean, it looked if you look at the score at the end, it looks close. Like Kansas only won by five, but. Um, I don't know. It was pretty much of a dominating win. I think they were up by like 14 and a half or something like that. And uh, I don't know. What are you? What are your takeaways from this game here? Um, I I mean nothing surprising. I mean they. I'm looking at the box score now. So Kansas was up by 14, and Michigan State went on went on a run in the second half. It looks like, but uh, I mean Kansas is a great regular. I mean, they're a great regular season team. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, just, I mean. We'll be we'll be getting uh, we'll talk more about Kansas when we talk about the Big Twelve and in the later on in the show. But yeah, I mean that's the thing with them. I mean they're out every single year they dominate their conference. I don't I don't know the exact number of how many Big Twelve championships they've won uh, regular season wise. Um, it, it has to be the majority of the years in the past decade plus. But they're always good in the regular season and doesn't really seem to you know they always fall short of expectations. Is what we're trying to say in the tournament. But I mean this is a great win against a great team to, to open up the season uh you know just to mention a few players that stood out for them quitting grimes and devin dotson their uh young backcourt um they put up 21 and 16 each and i mean they played really well and uh one of my favorite players on kansas is uh i don't know how to pronounce his first name and his last name is azabuki say <laughs> real fun big man he played great i think he had 17 points and i think he had four blocks so he played great and I mean, Kansas looks lock and loaded to be uh, right where they are, right where they usually are as a top. They'll probably be a one seed in the tournament, and that's what we're accustomed to. I think you got to keep your eye on Michigan State, um, even if they didn't like get off of the start they wanted to. Tom Izzo is a great coach, and they really do. I feel like whenever people least expect them to do well, like when they're a seven. Do you remember like you were? They were a, like a seven seed a few years ago or something like that, and you picked them to go far, and they did. Michigan State, yes, yes, yeah, they were, yeah, they were a seven seed, and yeah, I think that was four years ago, and so I mean, it's just something to keep an eye on, you know. We'll see, you, you never know. 
when you have the, when you have a great coach as Tom Izzo is, uh, that's half the battle right there. And you see that with Syracuse a lot. Uh, we'll be talking about Syracuse later on when we get to Oh, that. oh we'll talk about Syracuse. <laughs> I mean, part of the reason, even if they don't have the great team, they have a great coach and they have oh, a great he, He's a great coach. All right. Yeah. I sense a little sarcasm there. But oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get sure. into it. I mean, the, I'm not even, it's not even biased there. I'm just saying, like, you look at the facts, like, I don't remember a couple years ago when they, uh, it seems like there's a few years where there's a borderline team to even make the tournament. And then people are really mad and there's an uproar about them even being in. And then they go on a run to like the elite eight. That's just what Syracuse it, does. It, I don't it, know. It doesn't, how you do in the tournament, that doesn't make you automatically you should be in the tournament. I think it's a big misnomer. I mean that, that, and anyway, we got, we got on topic there, but <laughs> the point of that is a good coach can, you know, take a, a take, take a mediocre team farther than they should. And we're not saying, we're not saying Michigan state is a mediocre team by any means, but this may not be the team uh, that like, I mean, they have a bunch of good players that we'll get into later, but you know, what we're saying is a good coach can take you far. And yeah. So no need to panic if you're Michigan State or Michigan State fan. Uh, you play the top team in the country, and you know sometimes you just don't have your A game every single night. Uh, yeah. So that is all we're gonna say about that game. As we lot, we have a lot to uh, talk about. We're gonna move on. Uh, we're gonna talk about the game that everyone heard about, and it was Duke versus Kentucky. Wow. I don't. What? 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 What was this? I mean, Dude, I, this... I turned it on at halftime, and they were up by, like, 20 points. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is this is insane. I mean, Kentucky is obviously always a great team. I mean, they're the number two team in the nation. And Duke, and when I say Duke, I mean there are three freshmen and then nobody else absolutely destroyed them. I mean, all three of their freshmen had above 20 points. Uh, Zion is a freak athlete who can do everything. RJ Barrett was hitting on all cylinders and people forget about Reddish. I didn't really talk about him, but he's a freshman. Like I, I, he's the third recruit and he dropped 22. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think Kentucky scored 84. And if you add up what the big three did for Duke, they scored 83. So they nearly, they nearly beat Kentucky by themselves. They, I have never seen anybody, I have never seen this many freshmen on one team be, I mean, be like, obviously we've seen them, you know, be great and make runs. Like, I mean, you can look at Anthony Davis and just like Kentucky over the last so many years, but um, I mean, I've never seen so many freshmen be good this, like this fast. That's incredible. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I was listening to another podcast. Uh, I think it was yesterday or the day after the game, whatever, whatever. It was a day or two ago. And it was, they just broke it down so perfectly. Like, you have to put your best defender on Zion. He's too big and too strong to not have your best defender on him. And then if you put your best defender on Zion, you have the number one recruit in the country, R.J. Barrett, wide open. And what do you do then? So... And then you have Cam Reddish as the number three recruit. It's just, it's, it's going to be ridiculous. And I mean, this, this team could have a similar, similar uh, feel, you know, like the Carl Anthony Towns, Kentucky team, where they almost went undefeated and won the whole, I mean, they did go undefeated in the regular season, but this team has a similar feel to that Kentucky team where they could just, you know, run the table the entire year and be the overwhelming favorite come March. 
I yeah. I really think they're either going to do that or I think I think there's not going to be a medium for them. I think they're either going to run the table or I think that the they'll be since they're led by freshmen they'll be a little overwhelmed by the tournament. But we'll see. Last night looks like they're going to run the table. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could be right. That that could be the case with any team with a bunch of freshmen on it, but. I don't know. This team just feels it has a different feel to it, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it, no, it does. It's incredible. It's it's actually it's honestly really fun to watch. I really don't like to watch Duke too much, just because like I mean everybody likes to watch them, so I tend to just me being me don't want to like watch the team that everybody's watching. But how can you not watch this? This is incredible. It's ridiculous. I I mean literally the top three recruits. It's and they have uh, they have the number ten Trey Jones, who's this uh, the brother of Tyus Jones from the team with Jaleel Okafor on it. And you think, like, the three recruits, like, one of them might not work out? Because, I mean, the thing is, like, from high school to college, you never know who's going to, who's going to, you know, show up. Because, like, high school is a totally different atmosphere. You could have, like, you know, like a 5-7 scrub who's on the team, and, you know, you're playing against, like, your neighbor. But, you know, college basketball, you're playing against the all-stars of high school. And these guys, like, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I thought one of them would be a bust. Not because, like, they weren't good but there's just no way i i thought like all three of them were going to be this incredible but i yeah. mean as long as all three of them buy into it and like i mean there's always like they all might want to be like the, the alpha guy like they want to be the guy but if they knew that they were i mean i think cam reddish said this like he had to have known since he's when he committed to duke that he's probably going to be you know the third option but that could that could be good for him because now he'll draw the third third best defender instead of the first best defender, you know? So it could be good. He, he had a lot he had a lot of uh, wide-open threes that he hit in the game. So Hill's probably see open shots, and it could be even better for him in the long run. So, And, I mean, I mean, we could talk about this game all day because it was just ridiculous and a huge offensive fireworks. But uh, the one last thing I want to say about this is uh, to Jack, when Jack listens to this, Jack, you can uh, – I hope you can eat your words now because he's been going on all summer about how Zion's going to be a bust. So I hope this game uh, got him up a little bit. I see my big concern about Zion was that he couldn't shoot the ball. And he was, he was 11 for 13. And he he's, he's unbelievable. He shot over 80%. Did you see Coach K said he's the most unique athlete he's ever coached at Duke? Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, yeah, I I don't understand. I don't I don't get why Jack says that. I don't know how you could look at him and think that. But not, whatever. I mean, he'll be proven wrong all year. I, I Zion's gonna be a beast and get him, but that's not gonna happen. Celtics could get him. Celtics got the uh, Kings pick, I think. Yo, that's not. That, we, <laughs> we're no, we're not gonna talk about that. Okay. Zion. I have to. I I'll could go on and on. Zion. I could go on and on about how I'm worried about you know the Sixers future, but I'm going to leave that for another time. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So we'll move on. And uh, just, a, just a quick word on a few games that are upcoming in the season. Uh, I looked into this. We have uh, next Wednesday, we have a rematch of the national title game between the Michigan Wolverines and the Villanova Wildcats. I'm excited to see that. Ooh, Nova's going to be interesting this year. Yeah. I mean, I, we'll also get to them when we talk about the big east in a few minutes here but uh you know it's not the same team they they lose brunson they lose bridges they lose amari spellman all to the league 
But, I mean, it's still got good players. So, it, it's, it, it'll be fun. And Michigan lost players as well. But, I mean, I don't know. It'll be cool to watch next Wednesday. All right. So, that is the Michigan and Villanova game. Uh, another one we have to look forward to is uh, Nevada. Nevada is ranked number seven this year. And oh. a few a few weeks from now, it's, it's I think that's on November 27th, they play, you know, they play Loyola Chicago. Oh, that is a great rematch. I know. This, they played in the Sweet 16 last year. Oh, my gosh. Loyola was uh, superior in that, but... If, if you want to talk about two teams that could really, honestly, I don't know if Loyola is going to make another Final Four run, but they're still going to be a really deep team this year. Um, and Nevada's got those twin brothers. I'm pretty sure they're twins. They are twins, yeah. They're, they're con- oh, my God. That was, that, they were so fun to watch in the tournament last year. Yeah, and they both return. They have a few other returning guys. And, yeah, I mean, they're ranked seven. So it'll be a little different because no one was expecting them last year to do well. And now they have all this expectation going into the season. So we'll see, we'll see how they do with that. But, yeah. You heard it here first. Maybe Nevada's uh, a nice national champion pick. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how they we'll do with the expectation on them. But, yeah. We'll see. You could be right. You could be right. It could be another Baylor, too. Yeah, Kieran, uh, I don't know how many years ago that was, but Kieran picked Baylor to go all the way, and they lost in the first round as a three seed, I believe. I don't want to talk about it. All right. Uh, do you have any games, or do you want to move on to the conferences? Uh, I'm kind of ready to uh, – actually, I'm, gonna, I'm looking at Friday right now. Friday's a good day. Um, if you're into, like, you know, like little schools, it depends on how big, I guess, of a college basketball fan you are. Um, but there's like a lot of good matchups on Friday. Um, it's like all the teams are finally going to be back in action, action, like, um, Auburn, Washington, St. Joe's is back, baby. Um, <laughs> Richmond's back. Uh, no, Friday's just got a ton of games on. So I'm just throwing that out there. Cause it's, yeah. If, if, if you, if your team didn't open up earlier this week, I think everyone has a game on Friday. So. It, Friday is like the true, true opener where everyone plays now. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be great. And uh, we can't wait. So, yeah, we're excited. College basketball is back. And we are going to now be getting to our conference-by-conference conference preview. Uh, we're not going to obviously do every single one because there's a billion of them out there. Uh, but we'll be highlighting the main ones. We'll be talking about the Big East, the Big Ten, the ACC, the Big 12, the SEC, the Pac-12, and we'll be talking a little A-10 at the end for Kieran's sake and his Hawks. So Let's go, baby. That's who we're going to be getting into. And, uh, yeah, to start...
anyways, they lost their head coach regardless. So that's going to hurt them a little bit, but they're a 10 seed. So, I mean, they'll be good, but they're not going to be, they're not going to be as relevant as they were. That's true. And uh, just for reference, if you hear Kieran and I just bring that up, we're referring to the preseason bracketology by our, our man, Joe Lenardi, which uh, that's what we're referring to. Uh, so that's what Kieran was talking about. He has them as a 10 seed this, uh, in the beginning, this preseason here. Uh, yeah, so that is our Big East. That's all we're going to talk about with the Big East now. We're going to move on to the Big Ten. Uh, they encompass my Rutgers Scarlet Knights, you know, the uh, the cream of the crop, as I like to say. This is your domain, Mitchell. This is my domain. Uh, everyone, every single expert that I've heard, listen, like, listened to or read has Rutgers dead last in the Big Ten. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're, out, we're out to prove people wrong this year. We, we, lost, we lost Corey Sanders. Uh, he entered the NBA draft and did not get drafted. If that isn't the story of a Rutgers player, I don't know what is. But he, he signed with the G League affiliate of the Houston Rockets, so Corey is out there balling. You already know. Uh, but anyway, you know, we got Geo, we, Geo Baker. Is the, is our, uh, he's a sophomore guard. And he's the face of our program now. So Rutgers, I'm just, I think anything but last in the Big Ten would be a successful season in my book. Uh, yeah, we're not a bad team. Like honestly, we play good defense, but just not enough star power to compete with these teams in the Big Ten. Uh, but we'll get into that right here. Uh, a lot of, I, there's a lot of big, lot of good teams in the Big Ten. I'm not just saying that because uh, that's the conference my school's in, but. Uh, I don't remember what the number was exactly, but I think Lenardi had uh, seven teams in the Big Ten making the uh, tournament in his preseason one. Yeah, he's uh, got seven. Seven? Yeah, exactly. And um, I don't know. There's a lot of good teams. Michigan State, we talked about a little bit earlier. They should be nice. Um, Michigan, you know, they made the championship last year. Not to toot my own horn, but I picked Michigan to make the finals last year, and I was correct about that. So, How many guys did they end up losing? I don't know. They lost Mo Wagner to the Lakers, and okay. they lost uh, Muhammad Ali Abdur Rahman. He's no longer there, uh, but they still have Charles Matthews. I believe his name is. He is, should be their main guy this year. And uh, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole was the guy who hit the game winner against uh, Houston. I believe it was. You know that buzzer beater, that one. Thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, like the one from like in. It was like almost half court. Yeah, that one. That, yeah. That's, I think that was the second round. So uh, he was a freshman last year, and he's going to be a sophomore this year. So uh, he should be looking to, you know, take a bigger role in that team, the offense this year. And, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they have a great coach. Um, I think his name is John Beeline. And uh, he – I mean, Michigan is one of those teams that just plays well in March. Even um, – I mean, last year they made the finals, but the year before that, I think they made – it was either the Elite Eight or Sweet 16. Like, they definitely made it farther than people were projecting them to. So, just a good team come March, and uh, they should do well in the Big Ten. Uh, what have we got here? We got Purdue. They're always good. They got Carson Edwards, who is a, uh, you know, early candidate to win Player of the Year. And uh, Indiana is another team I wanted to mention. They've got the number five recruit, Romeo Langford. I think I think he's number five. He's either number five or six in uh you know, the top recruits this year, but yeah. Yeah. Indiana. Yeah. Romeo Langford. He, he didn't really commit there until uh, later on in the process, but he's there. He, um, he's from Indiana, I believe. So, uh, 
you know, he's going to have, you know, a bunch of people there rooting for him from his hometown, watching him play in state. So he's like a star freshman. They got Jawan Morgan as well, who's uh, also another established scorer. And, uh, you know, with them two and, a you know, a solid team behind them, they should make the tournament not as a high seed, but like, you know, middle of the pack. And they could make some noise as well. So Hey, Maryland's got two top 50 recruits. I, yeah, that was another team I that- saw. Well, that's surprising. I mean, uh, the one kid, the the number, what the number is he? Number ten, Jalen Smith is from Maryland, so that makes sense. Power forward, and then the other guy, I'm looking for him now. He's like a top. I want to say top. Yeah, he's 42. He's from North Carolina, Aaron Wiggins, and he's going to Maryland. So, I mean, I don't know. Surprising. Hopefully, it turns into something for him. Yeah, last year was a little bit of a down year for the Big Ten. I. I think they only had like four teams in the tournament. I, I don't know if that's exactly correct, but it was a down year for the Big Ten last year, and I think that could turn around this year. I mean, with all these teams we mentioned, like Michigan State, Michigan, Purdue, Indiana, even Wisconsin, like, you know, should be better than last year. They returned Ethan Happ, who was one of my favorite players to watch. He had a triple-double in the opener the other night, which is one of the few in Wisconsin basketball history. So, um, and even Wisconsin and... Maryland, like you mentioned, like all these teams are legit, legit chances to make the tournament. So Maryland's got three top 100 recruits. Damn, look at look at Maryland stacking up. All right, you heard it here first. Team of the future. Maryland, there, there you go. <laughs> totally kidding, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, one last thing. I mean, I already talked about Romeo Langford. Uh, he is my player to watch in the Big Ten this year. Um, I, I don't, I haven't really watched his film that much in high school, but I read an article about him. It was really interesting to watch, uh, to watch, to read. And, uh, you just talked about, you know, his hometown and why he, he didn't, it was really weird as uh, like him, his recruiting process. Like he didn't like commit there until very late. And it was a big mystery where he was going to go, but good for him that he chose Indiana and stayed home. So good for them. And I mean, he should be exciting to watch. He's a very dynamic player. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be it for the Big Ten. We're going to move on to the best conference in college basketball, the ACC. Oh, boy. Nine teams Holy. in Joe Lenardi's preseason bracketology. He has nine teams projected to make it. That is a lot. They have seven top 25 teams. There, That's all you need to know. That's Holy. why it's the best It's the best conference in college basketball. It's, it's nuts. It's like... It's like the SEC. Like the SEC it, is the best. It really is. For, yeah. Do you think UVA is going to rebound from their loss to UMBC? That is that is literally what the first thing I have written down. I have can UVA get over the embarrassment of losing to the first 16 seed in NCAA history? Um, I would have to say yes, but I mean that still has to haunt them. That's like that was I'll never forget that night. I really won't. <laughs> yeah, you, you think you won't forget it? I picked them to go all the way. <laughs> I'm I'm looking like I don't know college basketball so far on this podcast because every time I pick somebody in the tournament they lose in the first round. Baylor and UVA. Oh my gosh. Wow. They got I'm looking at their roster now. Um Kyle they, Guy, Isaiah Wilkins, two of their probably best players. DeAndre Hunter from Philly. Hmm. I remember him from last year actually, believe it or not. He was actually he's not a bad player. Yeah, I mean the, the same story with the UVA every year is that they play amazing defense, you know, always a top top team in the country in defense, defensive metrics and all of that. Um, their offense is a little suspect sometimes, and sometimes they lack a score, but Kyle Guy uh, gives them that presence. And 
I believe he must be a senior now. He's pretty old. I don't know if you have the roster in front of you, but Kyle Guy. Yeah, I was looking at it. Uh, I mean, I think he averaged like 16, 17 points a game last year. So all they need to do is put up uh, competent offensive stats, and they should be fine because they just play one of the best deep. They just, you know, smother def- uh, opponents on the defensive end. So, uh, I mean, yeah, if, if, if it's all a mental thing for them. If they can get over the hurdle of losing to that 16 seed, then um, I don't know. You could out there for a second. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, I, I, yeah. I just said that it, if they could get over the hurdle of uh, the embarrassment of UBNC, then uh, I, I see, I love UVA. Like they're like you, like you said, like their their games are always low scoring. Like you'll see, like they'll play like some team like Duke or something like that. And the scores like in the sixties or fifties. Um, but I think it hurts come tournament tournament time. Cause you come tournament time. Like it's not that like, defense obviously it defense obviously matters but if you lack that guy who's like willing to take the shot at the end that's that's honestly the might be the biggest part of the ncaa tournament is guts at the end of games so yeah that's a very good point i uh i hope you learned your lesson of not picking uva all right you 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 (laughs) cannot you cannot they i think they were like the second most popular pick for national champion last year they might even be the most popular yeah, I can't follow you. I think I had them losing in the Sweet 16, but they uh, they 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 cleaned the house in the in the ACC tournament, and then all of a sudden they get, you know, they play the Golden Retrievers or whatever the <laughs> hell their mascot is, and Golden Retrievers. And you got, you know, I'm looking up the UMBC roster right now. You're telling me that the best defense. They had a guy that looked like a poodle. That one guy looked like a poodle, and he was running all over them. He was like five foot nine. I don't know his name, but like that. Was, I mean, shout out to you. Shout out to the Retrievers, man. They they really, you know, they really did it. I can't believe it. I still can't believe it. All these months later. Oh my god! I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's a uh, UVA. Um, another team, another notable team is North Carolina. They won the championship two years ago and, uh, they fell a little bit short, obviously last year they lose Joel Berry, but, uh, they return Luke May, who should be one of the best players in the country this year. And they also get stud freshman Nasir Little, who was my player to watch in the ACC. I mean, obviously our players to watch should be everyone on Duke's roster, but I want, I didn't want to pick someone on Duke. So I went with Nasir Little, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Nasir Little, but I I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. He's a he's a freak. Like he's ripped. Uh, he's just a great. He, I I think he's like six eight or six nine. I could be wrong with that, but he's like a a combo forward, and he's just a great. He's strong, great rebounder, and he's a great scorer. I think in the McDonald's All American game, he like led all scorers. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if this necessary this North Carolina team is going to be as strong as years past, but they, I mean they should be. They're obviously going to make the tournament still. They're not going to miss the tournament, and uh, you know we'll see. Maybe they can make some noise. Like we said, if you have a one of if you have a top coach in the nation, then um, you should be good to go. As Roy Williams is, so yeah. Any other team in the ACC that stands out to you? I'm looking at. Uh, it's interesting to see the future of Louisville. I think because they're caught up in this whole probe in college basketball because of Rick Pitino. Yeah, it's a whole mess. Whose career is down in flames. But you know how we were talking about how the Xavier coach left? 
did he go there? Yeah. So Chris Mack, he's the, I don't know if you remember him. He's the bald guy. No, yeah, yeah. I know what he looks like. I just couldn't remember his name. Yeah. So he, he is a really good coach. So, I mean, like, it'll be interesting to see what he does with that, especially because, I mean, Louisville's always been like one of the premier college basketball programs. And, um, you know, they, they might not, um, they might not be around in the near future, depending on what happens in this probe. So it'll, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean that'd be crazy if they got like the death penalty or something. I I I I I don't really know if I want that to happen. I don't I don't think it will. If anything, maybe they'll get like a few years postseason ban, but I I don't think they're getting the full out death penalty. But yeah, that'd be wild. And um, yeah, we'll see. That's definitely a situation to monitor, and it will be a long ongoing process. So stay tuned for that and uh, much more. Yeah, so that I mean that's another team. Also, last thing we'll say about the ACC. Shout out to Notre Dame. I know Jack's uh, all up in the Notre Dame basketball business. Um, they lost Bonzi Colson this year, so they're not star power, but they they're not going to be good. They're not going to be good. All right. Well, we'll see about that. They won their opener, and look out for Clemson. That's all I'm saying. Look out for Clemson. Kieran is a you're you're a Clemson guy. You uh. I, I like Clemson. There's something about them. I know that they're not losing a lot of their guys from last year, and they kind of surprised a lot of people last year. Yeah. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see. That is true. Uh, yeah, like we said, ACC should be the best conference in college basketball, and they, like Kieran said, they have seven ranked teams to start off the year. So, I mean, it's going to be ACC's high-quality basketball, and you should definitely tune in to that any given night if the two ranked teams from that conference are playing. So we're going to move on to the Big 12. Um, Big 12 is an interesting conference. You know, obviously it's Kansas's to lose. They, it seems like every – I said in the beginning, I, I don't know how many years in a row they've won the – I mean, it seems like every year they win the conference. And I know – I mean, probably a few Oklahoma teams with like Buddy Heald or something may have won the conference. But Kansas, they just – they're the top dog. I don't know what else to say about that. Um, yeah. Can you hear me? Oh yeah, I can hear you. I'm looking. I'm looking at Kansas State right now, and they um, are bringing back a lot of guys. And last year they they got into the tournament last year and they made the Sweet Sixteen, right? Yeah, they made they made some noise, and no, they made it to the Elite Eight. Wow. They lost to uh, they played Loyola Chicago, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, they were, they, yeah, they made, yeah, they, that's right. They played uh, Kentucky in the Sweet 16, and they mm-hmm. beat. Yeah, I mean that that's another team. A lot of experts have towards the top of the conference. Like, it, it's so weird to see them because they're usually not a, a traditional basketball school that's like you know a powerhouse but this year they seem to yeah like you said they're returning a lot of their players and they made that run last year so could be good for them so they actually had um so their best player was um dean wade he averaged 16 points a game in the regular season and he only played for eight minutes in the ncaa tournament because of a foot injury and he's, wow. he's back. So that's something to look out for to see how a team that made the Elite Eight without their best player, how they how they look this year. That'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have them towards the top, and they could potentially be the biggest threat to Kansas this year, oddly enough as that sounds. 
Uh, another team that could potentially challenge Kansas for the top spot in the Big 12 is West Virginia. Uh, they, they run that press-style defense, and Bob Huggins at the helm there. Um, a, the player I have to watch is uh, Kanate, who's their big man. Oh, uh, he's good. I know. Great rim protector. Oh, my gosh. He's, he's, he's nuts. I don't remember um, – uh, I, I think I looked up his I think they played a game already West Virginia did but you know he's just a great defensive presence around the around the rim great rim protector and great rebounder as well so um, I don't know West Virginia is a team to look out for as well but at the end of the day I really don't think anyone's challenging Kansas like I think Kansas is going to run away with this thing I think the thing like we were saying earlier Kansas is a great regular season team and they they do like okay in the NCAA tournament, but I don't think they've won a championship since like two thousand eight. Two thousand eight, yeah, that's right. And I don't even know when the last time they made the Final Four was. They made it last year. Oh duh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, that means no, that. no, but no, but I, like besides that, like I feel like they've stumbled a lot in the NCAA tournament. No, you're totally right. Like they all, it's not like they do bad. They definitely make like good runs, but they always like just fall a little short. Yeah, like, like they're like, subpar. Yeah, like what I'm saying. You remember that team with Frank Mason? I think it was two years ago. They lost. They they were like the. I think they were like the overall number one seed in the tournament. Like yeah, they were you know the clear cut number one, and they lost to Oregon in the Elite Eight with um, Dylan Brooks, I believe it was. And you know it's just like stuff like that. Like they they'll make a run, but then they'll just you'll they'll break your heart at the end if you're if you pick them if you're a Kansas fan. Like they, you're right. Like they always fall short. But I mean, in terms of the regular season, I really don't see anyone challenging them. I think uh, the the I think the thing that might hurt them is Graham. Well, I think Graham's a huge loss. Yeah, I mean, I, he was great last year. He averaged seven assists, seventeen points, I believe it was. And yeah, in another thing, uh, when I listened to that other podcast, shout out to um, NBC Sports. I don't remember the name of the guy, but I listened to. He's a great great college basketball podcast. I would totally recommend for anyone listening to this. Um, but he said he brought up a good point how Kansas usually has they usually start like experienced guards like upperclassmen like you look in years past like I said with Frank Mason he was a senior when he you know led the team and Devontae Graham like these are older guys that are running their backcourt but this year they have two freshmen they have like I said earlier they have Grimes and um, what's his name Devin Dotson so these are young guys, and it's just not really traditional Kansas and Bill Self, what he's run over the past, like, in his tenure at Kansas. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if these young guards can um, just do what the experienced leaders have done in years past. So. I think the last time I think, like, Kansas was honestly led by freshmen was Andrew Wiggins and Joel Embiid. Yeah. If you really think about it. And that team, that team didn't do that well. I think they only got to the second. I, I remember picking them to go far because I was, like, a – a big Andrew Wiggins fan because I was, you know, praying the Sixers would get him in the whole trust the process thing. But, you know, thank God we got him B instead. But anyways, like that team didn't really live up to its hype because, I mean, they lost in the second round, but Embiid didn't play in the NCAA tournament. So, yeah, I was just going to say that Embiid did not play in the tournament. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how they do with, you know, freshmen leading the helm. Yeah. And they uh, also, I mean, they don't have all freshmen because they have this. Oh, yeah. But, they have a uh, Diedrich Lawson, who is a transfer from Memphis. He's a junior this year. That's that's big. He uh, a lot of experts are picking him to be the Big Twelve Player of the Year. So he's definitely a guy to watch out for. He in the in the opener in the yeah the opener versus Michigan State, 
He had 20 points, 10 boards, and six assists, I think it was. Maybe 14 boards. Um, but he uh, he played well. He didn't have the best uh, efficiency numbers. Like, he didn't shoot that well from the field. But, I mean, he still put up great numbers, and he's a very talented player. I didn't really, obviously, know much about him, but he comes to Kansas, and a lot of people are really high on him this year. So, another player to look out for. Uh, yeah, so that, that'll be it for the Big 12 and Kansas because – they are the class of the Big 12. Uh, we're going to move on to the SEC. Kieran, is a, Kieran, you like a lot of teams in the SEC for some I, reason. I'm a big SEC guy. Well, one, I love, I love the South, which has nothing to do with this, but I love the South. That's besides the point. And uh, Mitchell, can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. All right, all right cool. Just an, I have to make sure you didn't cut out there. Um, which, again, that makes no sense. But um, they... First of all, they got Kentucky, who's obviously always the one and done, you know. Which is funny because it, it's weird to think Duke's now the the helm at the the king of that, which is kind of weird. Um, but they've been on the rise in the past few years, and I'm I, I'm not going to pretend like I'm an SEC like basketball expert, but I mean I'm looking at them now. Like, look at this. You got how many? Kentucky. Yeah, how many? How many teams did they make? The, I, it was definitely more they, teams that made the tournament last year than in and like of recent years. Like last year was definitely a good year for SEC basketball. They got seven teams in the bracketology preview in the tournament this year. Yeah. And I'm looking at it now. Kentucky, you got Tennessee. Tennessee was really good last year. Um, Tennessee was upset by Loyola Chicago, for those of you who don't remember. And um, and it's hard to say there was an upset because looking back at Loyola Chicago, like they obviously should have been higher than an 11 seed. And... Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they do bounce back from that. And the team, yeah, I, I was going to talk a lot about Tennessee in terms of the SEC because uh, they did well last year. They did better than people expected to them to. But, and yeah, and they returned all their guys. And most notably, they returned Grant Williams, who uh, should be a star and a candidate for the top player in the country this year. So, I mean, Tennessee's great. I think they, they're six, I believe, to start out the year in the country. Yep, they are. And then they got – I'm looking at their conference right now. They got Auburn at 11, LSU at 23, um, who hasn't really been relevant since, you know, Ben Simmons left. Yeah, they weren't even relevant then. I know, but he was the only thing that made him relevant. And this is going to be interesting. I know nothing about this team, but Mississippi State is they're 18 ranked. in the nation. Yeah, they're ranked. I don't. I mean, yeah, maybe we'll learn more about them as the season goes on. Yeah, I know that that'll be interesting to watch. I I hope they. I that'd be cool. See something new. Yeah, I mean, even last year, like uh, Auburn. Auburn usually like isn't that good at basketball, but last year they. I don't know. I think they were like a five seed or something, but they definitely surprised people. Them and Clemson were two teams that I was very surprised to see um, in the top twenty-five in the later part of the season. So we'll see how they continue in you know another year. So. Another team to look out for is uh, Joe Lenardi has in his last four and he has Alabama. Oh, so, I don't know about that. I, I think I, I think the Colin Sexton loss is really going to be hard for them to overcome. Yeah. He was he led. I mean, I don't. It, it's a good debate to see whether or not they should have been in the tournament last year. Um, but and I think that they lost in the second round to Nova, but that was a fun team. Um, they they had a nice run in the SEC tournament last year. It was fun to watch, but I I I think that was just a god might have been a fluke, but we'll see. Yeah, you're you're really right. I 
I was I was skeptical to jump on the Alabama bandwagon, but I actually had a lot of fun watching them last year. Uh, like you said, it was kind of a debate whether they should have got in or not because I think I believe they had 15 losses, which is usually a lot. It it was. They 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 lost to a lot of teams last year who they should have beaten. So it'll it'll be interesting to see like, you know, like if they can even do that without a top ten draft pick. So. Yeah, I think uh, the most notable thing about them last year was I think they they got in that big fight. I don't remember who they were playing, but they got in that big fight with some team last year, and they only had three players that were like could play. Oh yeah. And they played them three on five, and like Colin Sexton was one of the three, and like he's like they they. They like all, I think they outscored them in that time. It was three on five. It was something wild like that, and uh, I don't know. That just sticks out in my mind of Alabama basketball last year. So, yeah, we'll I see like how they do without Sexton. I like their coach. Avery Johnson's still the coach. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a good coach. He is a good coach. He he actually got. I think he like a few NBA teams were like thinking about like taking him on, but uh, yeah, I mean he's 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 a good coach. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's the SEC. We're going to move on. We have two more conferences to get to. Um, the last, second to last one we have here, excuse me, is the Pac-12. Um, the Pac-12, uh, I think you're in agreement with me here, is one of the most overhyped conferences in college basketball. It is it is unbelievable. I mean, all right, for, first of all, let's just look at, like, Arizona last year. I, I, I think I even had – I don't even remember how far I had them going, and I might have been – I'm gonna about to rip myself from like five or six months ago. Jack had but Jack had them winning, I think. They are Arizona. They're they're overrated. I think. I think Oregon will be fun to watch with Bull Bull. I mean, he's one of the top recruits in the nation. Bull, but oh, I have, I have no West Coast basketball for me is is overrated. Uh, UCLA was interesting with Shaq's son, but now he's got to sit out because of the heart condition. Um. And they got some good recruits coming in, but they're not. They they just can't compete with the ACC or the Big Ten, or the Big Twelve, or Nova. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, I think there was one year where Charles Barkley, like, I mean, because I I don't remember what school did Charles Barkley go to. You know, Auburn. Auburn. I don't know why. Yeah, they're not even in the Pac-12. I think Charles Barkley was like really high on them one year, and they just completely fell flat, and they didn't like like none of the teams did anything. So that's funny to watch. But he's. Joe Lenardi's got them five teams in. Yeah, so I mean, out of the out of the big conferences, um, they uh, they're one like they're on the weaker side, and I mean that's not to say they got some good they've got some decent teams like yeah, that like Oregon should be fun. I mean, Bull Bull at his size, he's like seven two. He still got like he's still got some handles at at a guy his size. Like he's not like a stiff big man like his father was, but yeah, uh, he, it'll yeah, be it'll be fun, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I still have some beef with Oregon. Why? What beef do you have with Oregon? They beat St. Joe's in the tournament my oh. senior, my junior year of high school. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That was a heartbreaker. That was the second round, right? I don't want to talk about it. It was the second round, right? Yes. Yeah. It was DeAndre Bembry. Shout out Bembry, man. That hair. Yo, I got his jersey. For tomorrow night, it's the opening game for St. Joe's, and I'm I'm rocking my Atlanta Hawks DeAndre Bembry jersey. That is that you got to send me a picture of that. That's sick. Uh, yeah, but anyway, shout out to Oregon, Kieran Nemesis. Um, Bull Bull played well in the, in the opener. He had 12 points, 12 boards, and three blocks. 
Um, if you guys don't know who Bol Bol is, he's the number four recruit out of the 2018 class. And he's the son of Manute Bol, who was a freak of nature. I think he's the tallest NBA player ever. Yeah, Bol Bol is supposed to be better. Yeah, because I mean, Manute, Manute Bol could only, he was limited. I mean, he couldn't he could only do so much. He was he was a defensive like he was a nightmare on defense because literally he just had to stand there, and you know he would get some blocks. But Bol Bol is supposed to have a nice offensive game. I know, like I said, he's got he's got yeah. some ball handling skills, even for his size. So he might be a little bit raw at first because you know he's so tall, but we'll see. It'll be fun. Exactly. Uh, yeah, not much else to say about the Pac-12. Um, yeah, like we said, Arizona loses a bunch of guys. They lose Alonzo Trier. They lose DeAndre Ayton. Um, a lot of big names uh, leaving town in Arizona. So uh, they should be a little worse this year and. I don't know, just as we're not as high in general on this conference as some people are. So, yeah, you heard it here first. The Hogland Podcast, not a big fan of Pac-12 basketball. Uh, yeah, so we're going to move on to our final conference. And, well, not even conference. We're just going to talk about St. Joe's for the last few minutes of the show here. Um, Kieran, I'm, I'm kind of excited, not going to lie. I was looking into the, the Hawk season this year, and there is reason to be excited. It, it things are looking up on Hawk Hill ever since. So like, I mean, like to give you guys like a brief overview, uh, 2016 Bembry, Bembry leaves after the nice run. We like won the conference and got to the second round and almost beat a one seed. We should have beat a one seed. And, uh, we have a, like a bad year after that, just cause like my senior year, we were terrible. And last year we were, we were like supposed to honestly be in contention for the tournament. And then Charlie Brown, our best shooter, sat out the entire year. Lamar Kim wrist injury, right? Yeah. And then Lamar Kimball re-injured his foot. And this 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 was annoying because my senior year with eight games to go in the season, which like, that season didn't matter because we knew we were going to be terrible after Bembry left because we like we didn't really have like like you know something great really to look forward to. Charlie Brown was good, um, and Nick Robinson, but he transferred. Um, anyways, uh, he broke his foot and he got surgery done on it. And then in the first game of last season, he broke it again and they went to the, they went to the, a different doctor and this doctor was like, he put in the wrong screw. Oh God. So like, I don't know if like what, I don't know if it was like too big or too small. I don't know, but like, that screwed him over. So, uh, it'll be. It'll be nice because apparently he's got it like corrected now, so it won't break on him. So you know, knock on wood. And Funk is amazing shooter. Um, they got a nice, nice um transfer, Troy Holston. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they, if they can stay healthy, that's the thing. The thing with them over the past two seasons is you know just ridiculous injuries, like you just explained there. But um, and um, this this freshman coming in, I'm excited. Jared Bynum. Jared Bynum. He's he's five. He's like he's a short guy. He's like five eight, five nine. So apparently he's quick as lightning, though. Yeah. So that's what makes up for it, apparently. And he can shoot apparently really well. And they're saying he might start right from the get go. And even if he doesn't start, he's going to get major minutes. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about Bynum and. Uh... Maybe he can add another dimension. And, you know, they, apparently he's really quick. That's all I've been reading about. So, all I'm saying is, Dave, it's going to be a tough fight for the conference. Davidson's going to be really good. 
They got this kid named Kellen Grady, who, if like you haven't heard about him, just look this guy up. He was his freshman year. He went like a ten freshman of the year last year, and he's he's going to be he's he's incredible. He's really good. He's the be- he was the best player on Davidson as a freshman. So they it's a tor- they made a tournament last year, right? Guys yep. Did. So yeah. and so they're projected number one, and we're in at number two, and we're in the first four out. Even though the la- like the next. It's either the first or next four out for Lenardi. So we're right there. So it'll be fun. Looking forward to it. And I wish them nothing but success for your sake. So there you go. There you have it, folks. Um, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's all we got to say about college basketball. And uh I'm excited it's back. Honestly, this is my second favorite sport behind the NFL. And every March is a very, very special time. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I, if I could, here's what I would do. If I, if I had like a time machine, I would go right to the NFL playoffs. I, you know what? I mean, I enjoy the regular season. You know, that, that time from, the, I don't know what I'm saying. I just want March <laughs> to be here. That's my final word on that. Um, Selection selection. So uh, I'm trying to get this word out. Selection (laughs) Sunday, honestly, might be better than Christmas. I love Selection Sunday, and that those first two days, oh my god, it's the best thing in sports. It it really is. There's there's nothing that compares to it. Thank God I have spring break over the first first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. I don't know what I would do if it wasn't that case. I'd probably skip class. Sorry, mom. I'd probably skip class. But thank God I have spring break. And I cannot wait for that all to come. And, you know, this season's going to be great. A lot of big names, as we mentioned, a lot of good teams. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah. So, anyway, thanks for coming on, Kieran. It was was been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, buddy. It's always awesome. Uh, Yeah, so, anyway, that's our show today. And be sure to follow the page on Instagram at the Hogline Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Mitchell Manis. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and YouTube, the Hogline Podcast. And be sure to rate and review us. Uh, if you like what you heard, give us five stars. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. And have a good one, everybody. I don't want your apple pie, no, no, mama. I don't want your apple pie, no. I don't want your apple pie, mama. I don't want your apple pie, no. I need my own pepper, pepper, grease, pepper, pepper, seeds, be my own.